Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. in another undisclosed bunker location, whatever you want to call it, someplace special. I'll announce where I am coming up here soon on the show, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week first. We got the guys working hard in the studio. We got to talk about them first before we do anything, so let's get right to it. In breaking news this week, it was announced that he will be the brand new Batwoman. Everybody say hello to Rich. That's right. I'm, I'm going to be a way better Batwoman as exciting. well. I just want to point that out there. It's going to be a great role. Uh, you know, uh, we're taking something back. You know what I mean? We're taking it back. Yeah. You know, uh, you're, this you're is Ruby the year, Rich is what you are. Listen, this is the year 2020. A man can be Batwoman. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, you know, if anybody's going to judge it and, you know, the next thing you know, you're going to judge. And I've gotten judged for this on another podcast. But uh, next thing, Idris Elba will be James Bond. Mark my words. Yeah. And there'll be some pissed off people for stupid reasons, but fuck them because Idris Elba should play everything. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's been a good week. Uh, you know, we got a lot going on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for this show. I'm not, not, not so excited that I wasted about an hour and a half of my life this week for this show. But, well, but that should that should give you a tease for what's to come in the second part of this show. But yeah. A review. Yes, yes, yes. But because uh, uh, that that's that's an hour and a half I'll never get back, ladies and gentlemen. You haven't <laughs> seen it before? No, I've seen it before. Oh, okay. but I, but so I, that's more than an hour well, and a half you've yeah, but you got to remember back. I don't count like previous first, losses. Oh, okay, I only count it when I have to go back and watch it now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, well, that you makes know. sense. And at least I did it for the fans. I could have just phoned it in and just like, <laughs> you know, re- watch some reviews or something or no, found some synopsis. No, I, I did. I'm deal here. I'm the real deal. I, I I put it out there for you guys, so you'll really appreciate it later on when we get into the, the Guy uh, Fieri. Five, Five weeks of Psycho, uh, week four. Guy Fieri of the uh, of the horror movie review world, the real uh, deal. Pretty much the real deal. I just don't have the frosted tips. I don't have the hair for the frosted tips. Or like the bottom half of. Uh, not many people know this, but the bottom half of uh, Guy Fieri is a minute. It's a minotaur bottom. Ah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. That, that, that's that's or that's centaur, whoa. centaur, centaur, or minotaur. Either way, he's either. But a when you see him horse. on TV below the waist, Guy Fieri is centaur ah there you go yeah it makes viewing and now that we have that uh enlightening (laughs) enlightening news that uh was just broken to us by 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 the other gentleman that's in the room uh he is uh he's the dumbest man in all of horror (laughs) podcasting welcome back the professor well hello (laughs) i was waiting for you to say the smartest man again so i can see i can just recycle the line from last week until he opens his mouth i've had i've had my uh degree relinquished it's uh my horror movie degree has been uh to be fair we call you the professor not the doctor (laughs) you know it's only a master's it's not a phd it's not not a phd (laughs) i'm a yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Masters of Horror. Yeah. I got a Masters of Horror. Yeah. Yeah. It, there you You're go. a master of something. Not, not yeah. A, not a PhD. He's, he's definitely a master debater. Oh, yeah. He really is. He really <laughs> is. Anyways. So, Mike, where are you this but, week? Yeah, we got the we got the big show coming up. You where? know, a lot of news to talk about. Some cool stuff uh, oh. in the news. Uh, That's the know, news we'll we wanted. To, minute, yeah, but... I was going to say, the news we want to know about is where are you this week? You were so, in you were in Bur- So that is the news. Last Everybody week you were Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane, Australia last week. I have lost I, I, I almost said Brisbane. Burbank. I, I got lost. <laughs> I got lost on the way and uh yeah, now I am actually in uh, in Burbank. I'm oh. in Burbank, California this wow. week. Wow. Ooh, Burbank. So back, good guess. Back in our hemisphere not in our hemisphere. I don't know what hemisphere that. I don't know. But he's he's, he's in is Burbank. United, he's back in the United States he's, though. Yeah, he's in the he US. went he went international. He went to Australia. Now he's back in the US. Just fell back. It's through true. the other side of the, it's kind of weird. He went Earth's from Alba, he went to he he went from Missouri to Australia to only come back to California. Yeah, I feel like that's Don't a little I was out in of the New way. Hampshire in between. Well, that's right. He went from Missouri to New Hampshire to Australia. That's even further. Why are you yeah. even tunneling anymore? Like, what? It, what is the purpose at this point? Just trying to get away. You got you got to keep it fresh nowadays. <laughs> you got to keep it fresh. Keep you it moving. That keeps you keeps you more safer from catching it. it I guess. It keeps me safer and it keeps me in shape at the same time. Well, you know, so there's I'm, not much other the shit you can do. You're digging? You're digging the gyms this? Are closed. I'm digging it. You're digging all the way through? I'm digging it all the way. It's <laughs> impressive. That's it. That's, that's the show for this week, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this is really turning into the dumbest conversation that we've ever had. So no. I think it's time that we kick off the news. You know, see if I, we have I was going to say that's uh, that's, a, that's I was going to say that's not the dumbest conversation. No, we've, we've had, had dumber. Far. No, that's true. We have had dumber. Usually it's off air, but you never know. That's true. That's true. Know. We'll we'll see what we can do. We'll have to open up a poll. We'll have to open up a poll on Twitter to our listeners and say what's the dumbest conversation that we've had, and see what they say. That's, I don't know. That's going to be a lot of research. Because there's some pretty bad. <laughs> it is. It is. Deep there's dive. A lot, of, a lot of stupidity that goes on around the show. But let's dive into the news this week because we got more Scream news. You know, it seems like every week all of a sudden there's something else coming up from this, this Scream 5. And at this point, I think it's safe to say we can call it Scream 5 because David Arquette is officially signed on to star in the next Scream movie. He will be playing Dewey Riley. Dwight. So it is guaranteed it's going to be taking place in the same universe as the other four films. And all Excellent. you have to remember is mom has said that you have to respect him when he's in that uniform. Yeah. That's all you need yeah. to know. And call what me Dwight. My name's Dwight. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, Dewey. Dewey's yeah, a great character. News. I mean, first we got Nut Campbell, you know, in talks. You know, hopefully. My I, question I, is, is, is he still Chief Dewey? Else back. Yeah. What's that? Is he still Chief Dewey? Might Smiley be retired. Because the thing about it, last in, in Scream Four, he's uh, the chief. He might be retired. He's chief Dewey, yeah. Chief Dwight, former chief Dwight. former chief, or his commander. Yes, yes. yes. Commander he had the chief. weird sidekick deputy. I wonder if she's coming back. Yeah, I guess we'll find out this upcoming deputy weeks. I, I feel like they're just, I feel like they're just kind of uh, stretching it along, giving us something to look forward to, some glimmer of hopeness in the dark of late. Little little bits here and there. I think it's smart. Pretty soon they'll just give us like a line, like a, a paragraph from the script per week as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Right. Nobody's I ever done fair, this actually. before. We can just do it in our. They can save a lot of money. We can do it in our minds. We can just cast it. We know True. what they look like, and we can yeah. just make the movie happen. 
I might be on to something. Off air that by next week, by next week, we should hear that Skeet Ulrich is going to be returning to play Billy Loomis. Yeah, so, maybe. I, 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 I told you off air that that's possible because all you have to do is criss- cross the streams. I'm saying it's, that's scream meets scream meets Back to the Future. Doc yep. just shows up. Sydney, we got to go back in time. Mm-hmm. Got to save your kids. You go. you save I didn't your have kids. kids back then. Oh no, but this affects them. Yeah, they need the grandma. <laughs> we need to save your ma. What you didn't realize? Kids. I hope that she what, is. What we didn't you know, realize is that Billy knocked her up on that first go around there in that movie, and then Ooh. there was a love child. That love child has come back, and that's the killer. And if I am right, they're not trying so, anymore. Wait, yeah. wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, because my mind may just be may have just been blown. So you're yeah. saying the first the she found out that she stuff? had a previously unknown brother, and now you're going to say that she may she may have a previously unknown child. Well, not own? unknown child. I think what happened. Hear me out. And this this is this. I hope, I hope this never happens. Without knowing. No, well, she had it. With, no, she knew. So, so her uh, that night where you know she gave it up, she gets pregnant. Of course, she's not going to keep the kid of a psycho killer. So she gives it away for adoption without uh, anybody knowing. That'd be some serious. And then reckoning. all of a sudden, this kid comes back for reckoning. Now, mind you, time frame wise, it would work because the kid would now be in his twenties. Yeah. If you think about it, ninety six to now, that's the kid would be twenty four. Yeah. So it could work. It, it's actually logically sound, but once again, idea. I don't. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't want to see it, and I don't know why that came in my head other than the fact of the brother thing. Because I'm like, well, we heard about the brother she didn't know about. So how about the of... kid we don't know about? She obviously knows about the kid, but we didn't know about the kid. Maybe she doesn't talk about the kid. It'd be a lot of goofy dialogue trying to explain that. <laughs> And the kid ends up being Officer Dwight. Hey, remember, <laughs> you remember that child that you had that you gave up after you had sex with Billy in the first one? <laughs> like, how would they even? They wouldn't talk even do that. It? They do just like three. You just find out out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah, you that's just all have they would the do. Villain explain it all. Yeah, at the end. Just explain well, it. You don't it right know who now. I am, Mom. Yeah, there it would be. I'm going to call it right now. If if they do get Nev Campbell back, you know if that if if she is going to end up actually being in the movie, it's going to be her and her daughter fighting for survival. I, I guarantee it. She's going to have a child this time. The kid's going to be a teenager. The kid yeah, is probably the, the timeline when it worked the though. Movie. That's my problem. The timeline doesn't work because she didn't have a kid in in four and four didn't come out that long ago. That's ten years ago. He could be. That's not, you know that's what? not a teenager. I learned. Here's the deal. I learned a long time Come ago along, from the Fresh Prince style. of Bel Air that you can have a baby one season and a teenager the next from yeah. the same kid. So it can happen. It can happen. That is true. Yeah, that was the time when people didn't really like crucify you for shit like that. They could set like it also, a few decades also, ahead. How many, how many, how many characters back then would just go upstairs and never come back? That happened on multiple shows. It was like the Boy upstairs meets world. The, yeah, upstairs was the abyss. They'd walk upstairs to get something and never return, and you'd be like, "Oh, did we talk about this Boy Meets World where the uh, little sister disappeared like yeah. after the first season?" There's that, and then of course there's uh, Family Matters. Yeah, Family Matters. The little oh, sister little Richie. Yeah. She, uh, no, not little, little Richie was around. Little Richie stayed on the show. The sister. There was a younger oh, sister yeah, for the yeah. first season only, and then she walked up. The last we see her, she's going upstairs <laughs> to go to bed, and she never comes back, and nobody ever speaks of it. <laughs> nobody acts like she's uh, nobody acts like nobody acts like she died you know, or anything else happened. She's just well, gone. She yeah, turned into a porn star, so that's why Richie eventually disappeared. I thought. No, I thought he was on the show the whole time. No, nope. he, he got older. He was there. He got older because he was kind of the heartthrob for the the young kids towards the end because he he was a, uh, he was a little cutie patootie man. He, he was like 12, 13. He's still looking. He still had those little uh, curls and stuff, man. You got to love that. Anyways, it was, the, yeah. yeah, it was the sister on that show. The little sister. Anyways, she, she made it a season <laughs> and she never was seen again. 
probably fell into one of Urkel's uh, devices and never to be seen again. That would be funny. Started a porn career. Well, that's what you're hoping for. But yeah, I, I think that uh, we yeah, might that be on it. Happen. We might no, be on to something. That's actually the truth. Well, yeah, but I mean, that we might be on to something. That girl went on to have a porn career. Well, good so, for her. Yeah. Did you look that up just good now? Times. Oh, he, he spent no, a lot I've of time. Re- I was going to say, he spent a lot of time researching that one. Yeah. Don't worry. I think it was on E's behind the, behind the whatever, behind the music or whatever it was called. E, I don't know. The Rise and Fall of, of Family Matters or something <laughs> like that, where they show how they all turn into like drug addicts and Behind the laugh and, track. Well, we'll end out the yeah. uh, Scream stuff by saying, tune in next week as we'll have more Scream news. I'm, I'm sure it will be. That's three weeks in a For row. a while, it was Halloween that we were getting this news, and now now it's going to be Scream. So, yeah, more to come with that. Um, nice. Now, this is, next story is something we had talked about uh, a few weeks back, and I know that the professor was actually very, very excited about this, and I think that it was him that actually spent all the money on this. Uh, movie props <laughs> from uh, Midsummer. Uh, recently were auctioned off by A24, and uh, it was uh, the auction was to benefit the COVID-19 emergency fund. And uh, the, the props actually sold, uh, or they brought in, excuse me, over uh, over $117,000, uh, $117,750 to be exact. And I do believe that all but about 3 or $4 of that was... Uh, was uh, spent by the professor. Yeah, no, I, I've, I'm dressing. I'm dressed as the May Queen right now. Yes, and I can also confirm other props are currently in the studio. <laughs> yeah, they've, it, this has now become a. It looks like a back lot storage area. The, uh, for the light from the lighthouse. You know the. Uh... <laughs> uh, that takes up a lot of space. Yeah, we're kind of squeezed in here, and especially yeah. since I'm wearing the May Queen outfit, it's just outrageous. So, I apologize. Richard. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it happens. It happens. But did they? You know, thanks for, uh, for thanks for supporting. Weren't there Professor. a Thank few you. celebrities also go? Who who ended up? Did they say who ended up with that stuff? To be serious, like, no, it's just that's what it brought in. Because I know there were two, no. there were two uh, famous uh, musicians that were going for the Mayflower or the Mayflower, the May Queen, the Mayflower, the Mayflower. You know, the Pilgrims. You know, anyways, the original Mayflower. Where am I? Who am I? Where you at? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, made a lot of money. So good. Pretty exciting news uh, for the people over at A24 and uh, for their uh, for their auction. So, they're good, they're good um, company. Now, I know you guys told me off air you didn't see this, but I wanted to, to mention, uh, so David F. Sandberg, who's kind of become a big Hollywood director uh, yeah, as of late, um, of. he started off doing uh, some horror movie shorts. Uh, the, the first one that I ever remember seeing, I think it was the first one he did, was uh, Lights Out, which, oh, yeah. of course, turned into a, full-length movie and it was awesome the the, the short was yeah the movie i, I enjoyed too the movie right. short was incredible uh, but he's done several other ones uh, a couple of months ago there was one that he did uh when the quarantine started and uh while in quarantine he actually did another one so usually these movies uh they're anywhere from about you know three to six minutes uh they all star his wife lotta lawson and yep. uh, there was another one that uh, was made that's called Not Alone in Here. And I just wanted to mention it real quickly. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on bloodydisgusting.com. Uh, it's incredible, uh, as, as most of this, his work has been. And yeah. I urge you guys to check it out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's about six minutes, six and a half minutes long. Uh, so it's short. And, uh, you know, another great job by David F. Sandberg. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw Lights Out, I was staying at the Otisaga Hotel in Cooperstown, which is... <clears throat> is known haunted. for uh yeah it's haunted and um i was just scrolling through the internet and that was on and i clicked it and scared the crap out of me and like staying at that hotel after watching that was pretty creepy um but yeah lights out's great there were a bunch of other ones kind of like 
similar setups, you know, like something mysterious is going on. And then like the protagonist comes face to face with whatever it is by the end in some sort of shocking jump scare that actually is a like there's his jump scares always have good payoff. Like it's not just like a cat jumping out. It's like an actual ghoul or something crazy, you know. It's you jumping out. It's me, because I'm a ghoul. Yeah, you are a ghoul. Yeah, the first time I ever saw the uh, lights out, actually, it was well, you posted it. You were the one that told me to watch it. Yeah, and I instantly was a fan of his. And you know, when he started making uh, movies, you know, full length movies, uh, he did. I think what was it? Uh, one of the Annabelle movies, if I'm not mistaken. The second one uh, as well. The second one, the, yeah, the good one. So he's he's starting to build a pretty good career in Hollywood. Shazam! But, uh, yeah, he directed Shazam. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So I think that was his first non-horror venture, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a lot of fun horror um, elements in that. And, uh, I, you yeah, know, honestly, it was a fun movie. Rich, Rich and I were talking before we started recording here how Shazam is, like, one of the better DC um, movies here. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. I enjoyed I it a lot. That was definitely a fun movie. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Uh, like I said, you're not going to waste any more than six minutes of your life if you don't like it. But I, I think you guys will enjoy it. So So check it out. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, back in the news. Uh, she's going to be directing a new horror movie for Blumhouse. It's going to be called Mother Nature. And the only detail about the project up to this point is that it's going to be about climate change. So it's going to be right at the professor's alley also. But, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, now I'm you're, lost. Why? why? <laughs> you're, a big pro- you're a big proponent of uh, climate. I'm a, We've had conversations. I'm a big proponent of climate, of climate change. <laughs> climate change, yeah. yeah. I really, I really hope it happens. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, I'm a concerned citizen, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, you were concerned about it. That's all I mean. It makes sense. It makes sense that like, it, it'd be a good area to get. There's a lot of, uh, horror material that you could get into with that kind of thing. I think it's a smart move. Yeah. And, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's a class act. Um, I, I'm very excited to see her direct something. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie or uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Um, oh, unfortunately, she, yeah, you made me watch that oh, it's one. It's great. Night. It's great. I just got the uh, Blu-ray, and um, there's there's a documentary about the making of Jamie Lee Curtis um, worked for that worked on that movie for free. Um, in the opening scene, there's a deleted opening scene um, where it's Buckaroo's parents and how they got killed, and she's in it, and she's she did it for free because she just thought the script was brilliant and she wanted to be a part of it in any way and support it in any way. And she's just, I, I I've always loved Jamie Lee Curtis. She's great. She's class act. Yeah. Class act. Yeah, class I actually act. watched Terror Train again recently too. So last, I think last Saturday I watched Terror Train. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. And uh, you were, you were just excited. Everything. You're excited about the David Copperfield uh, cameo in Terror Train. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out of fucking you know, nowhere. Really... But out of nowhere, <laughs> let's think about that. Like yeah. David Copperfield is out of nowhere, the magician on this trade. Out of well, fucking kinda, nowhere, kind of like uh, the, there's a fun cameo in Psycho Four. That, yes, uh, there is a fun cameo, but we'll get to that later. Connects to what we were talking about a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah but if you think of, yeah. if you think about it, David Copperfield, really just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he's just doing magic for these kids, love, these, col- these high the school kids on a credit. train. Right. I, I love in the opening credits, so I laugh. Every time I watch the movie, I laugh because it's like naming all of these people. And then finally, at the very end of the credits, at the beginning of the film, it's and introducing David Copperfield as 
the magician. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is about instead, that. Instead it of just, just calling him David time. Copperfield, he's, they're just like, he, yeah, the magician. Like some genius <laughs> on the script was like, hey, why don't we just say he's David Copperfield? People know. Like he was up and coming uh, a magician at the time. He they, was starting to like, make a name for him. himself. Yeah. And he's, so so it's like, okay, uh, you know, we just, David Copperfield's on the fucking thing. And they're like, no, 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 no. That That's too easy. He's got to be, he's got to be more mysterious. We need more from him. People have to think he might be the killer. Uh, oh, that's a good point. So, so what do we want to come up with? Oh, I got it. Perfect name, the magician. Huh? The magician. Huh? What in fucking? <laughs> what in early '90s WWF logic was that for a gimmick? I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Come on, man. They didn't want to get him confused with the uh, Charles Dickens character. No, 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 they didn't. <laughs> I, I just I, I always thought it was funny because they kind of have like a part where they're kind of trying to lead you to believe that he may be the killer at some point, too. So yeah. you, you think that they would like come up with a better name because, you know, from just being called the magician, he ain't the fucking killer. <laughs> Or uh, isn't he? Well, I'm, 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 I'm Well, they give away the killer. That's right the, the biggest. Al- be that's the biggest illusion of all sure. that they pulled off with that. The kill, he the is killer, actually the killer. If you, if you think about it, the, the killer in that movie, they're they're very honest who the killer is. Pretty much the whole fucking movie, even though they kind of try to swerve you from time to time, it ends up being who they promise you it is the whole time. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't happen very often in no. any slasher movies, especially in the '80s. No, there's usually so, uh, there's usually the Scooby Doo moment where you find out as somebody else, right? Normally, I don't like that about a slasher movie when they actually like kind of tell you who it is right from the start. But I, I enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah, Terror Train's a fun movie. It. It's a fun movie. There's you know, uh, I, there's I, a lot going on. I hate when they do that stuff. I hate disco. I hate all of that stuff. Yeah, I love that movie. And there's a lot of all that stuff in there. A lot of disco. Yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of fun disco moments. You know what the thing is? They took the they took one of the best scenes from Trading Places, and they made it a horror movie. <laughs> That's all they did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So pretty much. I'm, I'm in. I, I was missing, in there. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and. Oh, they, that yeah. would have been great. If they Aykroyd, got, uh, could Murphy you imagine if they would have gotten to cameo? It was the same night. Yeah. They go in and he's dressed oh, yeah. up as the Santa, the, the, the Santa and the. Uh, or, no, wait, no, 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 at the end. At he the was end. The, he, uh, Dan Ackward's in blackface, by the way, yeah, which would oh. never happen now because no, he remember no, no. he's Jamaican. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Eddie, Eddie uh, Murphy's like a Nigerian prince, which is a yep. whole other meeting these days. I was thinking of the moment when he's on the bus as santa yeah yeah, yeah he's, yeah. Eating he's that eating salmon. no he's eating raw salmon oh salmon and he's got that he stole from the, the beer yeah. oh. he just growls at the kid that looks <laughs> at him amazing. <laughs> that's one of my favorite moments in oh, movie ever. i love tra- i don't know how we went from horror to trading places but it, it happens and it all comes back it all to comes landis back to here yeah john landis but yeah, I don't know why we don't do that more often, to be honest. No, so. we should. I mean, come on, there's there's close ties between horror and comedy. We talk about that yeah. all the time. I mean, one of our favorite movies right. on this show is a, uh, Ready or Not, because yeah. it's a great horror comedy, and it's a yeah. lot of fun. So, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, there's a lot of them. Now available uh, they go once hand, again on Shudder. Once, like I said, they go hand in hand. By the way, I got some news. Did you hear this news? HBO Max. Uh, we talk about HBO Max a lot, but uh, I, I signed up for it so I could get it for eleven ninety nine, mm-hmm. and uh, I found out they have acquired the licensing to all of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise, uh-huh. and the licensing to all of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, uh-huh. and the licensing to all the Child's Play franchise. So oh. all of those will be on HBO yeah. Max exclusively. Awesome. That's speaking that of horror. Whether they're not on Shutter anymore, the Friday the Thirteenth movies all left Shutter. After yeah, that. they, oh, they, so they had they had bad. to leave because it's all gone over to HBO Max. HBO Max has uh, all the rights, which is. 
smart move by yep. them, man. They're loading up. Of course, we know they have yeah. the Hellraiser uh, series in the works, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Hellraiser movies aren't exclusive on there very soon, if not yeah. already. I just didn't see that when I was looking them up because uh, it was just a, a quick list pretty much. Yeah. But those stood out to me as a horror fan. I went, holy shit, they they, they pulled in some big they're, ballers. They're going to go for a niche. They're going for it. Big ballers, man. Uh, they could cross the streams, though. Absolutely. If, 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 if they pull in uh, Hellraiser, that crosses the streams with uh, Dimension. Because yeah. you have New Line and Dimension are two different because everything else is New Line. Because yeah. Friday the 13th, uh, don't get fooled by the fact that there was the Paramount movies up until 8. They, they New Line owns all of them now, yeah. anyways. And the same thing, they've always owned Freddy. So New Line owns all of that. So it's not surprising that they have those two properties, considering they are owned by the same production company. But uh, if they do own Hellraiser, if they do end up owning the, race of the Hellraiser movies since they're doing the show, uh, that would be a Dimension film, which means they could get the rights to Halloween as well. Yeah. You never yep. know, man. They could be. I, I'm telling you, HBO Max is, is going to be. Moves. They're making moves. HBO Max is definitely making moves. They got a lot of cool stuff going on there. If you're an anime yeah. fan, there's a lot of anime coming on there. They made yep. they made big deals there. Like it's it's a, it's, then, a, it's a it's a contender. And we won't get into it, but of course the Snyder cut's going to yeah draw, yeah it's not not, not opening day, uh, but it's gonna, but it's still coming it's out early. Pull, pull what a is big it? Chunk what, is it a week after? I think it's 2021. Like 2021. Oh yeah, we have to wait for it. Yeah, that's right. Because he's going to complete it. Uh, I don't think it's done, is it? Yeah, no, it's uh, not done. they're giving they them twenty the million. Actors, they're the, doing. They got to do pickup shots. They're like down for coming back to like film more for it, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing pickup shots. And twenty million dollars. special effects. Twenty million. Spend another twenty million dollars on a hot pile of steaming shit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Listen, I, I've heard his cut. By, if, if his cut is as good as some people have said it is, or is alleged to be, then, then it is going to be a good movie. But I'm I mean, excited. if it if it's anything like what we got in the theaters, the Josh Whedon version, oh man, that, <gasps> that's rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig my eyes out. That'll be the end of everything. I won't ever have to watch Psycho Four again. I'll never have to watch. I'll gonna... never have to watch uh, uh, Fear.com again. I'll never have to watch Chernobyl Diaries again. I will never have to watch this again. Yeah. Although if it's great, I'm gonna be all happy for it. I told the yeah. professor though, I'm on fence because. Being great means I'm going to be really bummed out and pissed off about the There's, fact that they gave us the shit that they gave us originally. So. Yeah, yeah. I once again we were going yeah. off the rails, but I mean HBO Max. I, I thought that was a good, good thing. Moves. If you're a horror fan, there's those are the heavy hitters of horror pretty much coming to HBO Max at this point. But I still love Shutter because where else can you watch international and smaller budgeted films? Shutter does a very good job. Yeah, with that as well. Uh, that uh, Blood Machines. That yeah, that, yeah, that was pretty cool. And um, of course, Last Drive-In. It's, oh, last drive and sports price worth, of admission, yep, and so it. is in Creep Show because yeah, Creep Show goes there first. Creep Show see by the time you guys are watching Creep Show season one on AMC, Creep Show season two is almost will be almost released. Yeah, I think there's a, like a two week difference, and then you have the release of Creep Show season two for Shutter, and, and that's worth the price of of the yeah. uh, the package. Anyways, this is cheap. It's cheap and it's good stuff. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Well, we were just talking before we uh, yeah. started talking about. Uh, the DC universe and, uh, and the super friends movie, the, you know, whatever, who cares about that? We were talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, not so much speaking of her, but her biggest claim to fame, Halloween. We know that as of this moment, Halloween kills is still on the, uh, on the agenda for this October. On the we don't know if it's going to get pushed back or not, but I we do know now that, that there's going to be a novelization of Halloween Kills. And I know the professor is a big fan of the novelization of Halloween 2018. Yes. So uh, what do you think of this? I think that's cool. Is it the same author? Any confirmation who the guy is that's writing it? Uh, there wasn't anything as of the time that the story hit as to who was going to be doing it. What was it? I, I hadn't read any. I haven't read anything from him before, but uh, it was like Joseph Castell. 
Lini. Uh, hold on, let me. You guys keep talking, but the the novelization of the 2018 movie is worth checking out, and especially Mike. I think you would uh, really like it. It just kind of fleshes things out a little bit more. Um, I I don't know. I I think you should check it so, out. So you think I'll like it more than the movie? And you know how much I love the movie. Yeah, you'll you'll actually you'll actually enjoy it i think john passarella john passarella you were so fucking off in the name too joe you were like joe Joe castellini Castellini. like you couldn't you couldn't have been further off from that name yeah (laughs) joe cocker it was it was italian right yeah (laughs) slightly i guess (laughs) i don't know so Uh, am i yeah, well, so isn't everybody in this this room, but still, that that's why he, that's why he just assumed it was Halloween an Italian kills guy. Book, it would have been even see. funnier if yeah. it was a Greek guy. At the end of the day, he might be Greek. I might be. Way off. <laughs> it was John Stephanopoulos, and you're like, oh shit, he's John Greek. John Stephanopoulos, directed by or written by John Stamos. John Stephanopoulos. Oh, it would have started. You know, if, if he wrote it, then Halloween would it would have starred John Stamos, the Greek Jesse god himself. Yeah, that, yeah. Right you got anything Absolutely. else in the news, Mike? They're not saying who's I do have more in the news. So, you guys, you knew it had to happen. Unless you've been living under a rock, unless you've been living out in the desert like uh, Jared Leto was, you know that we're going through a pandemic. You know everything is kind of shut down. There's there's a little, uh, there's something called a virus going around. You know, maybe you've heard of it. Well, we figured coming out of this thing that there was going to be a plethora of pandemic-themed movies. Plethora of Well, one of the first ones... It's official. It's happening. You knew it had to happen. Not only is there going to be a new pandemic-themed movie coming out called Songbird that's scheduled to begin filming within the next five weeks, mind you, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be produced by Michael Bay. None other than the great Michael Bay. You knew that he would have to get in on it. I would not expect any less from this guy (laughs) to uh, capitalize off of this. So with... With with a slow the week for one. with a slow week for Friday the thirteenth, he can join the Sean Cunningham gang. Yeah, fuck Michael Bay. Yeah. Oh man, what do you <laughs> what he did to Transformers? Uh, I like how do you yeah. how do you do that to Transformers? Uh, it's so well, bad, it. so bad. He did it, and he's going to be doing a pandemic theme movie, uh. and he's going to be filming it during the lockdown. That's the best part. Michael Bay does not abide by any rules. He, is he this true? Yeah, this is not only is it true, but uh, from what it, he's getting licensing, allegedly licensing from the city of well, county of Los Angeles because oh, it's boy. a county technically, yeah, yeah. and uh, to film on streets because most of the, they're still under like uh, like strict don't go out kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of their streets are empty. He's getting permission to shoot right now. Uh, well, in the next week or so, so that way he can take advantage of the streets being pretty he, much abandoned. He has, he has the clout to do it. I mean that guy can. Yeah, but it's it's like how shitty of a move is that? How shitty is it if like I, I mean everybody I don't, else I don't has get, to stay out say, of I don't want to get I don't want to get fucking political about this, but let's be honest. Yeah. How shitty is it that there's people in in Los Angeles County in California right now? They're at a strict stay home and they're not making a living and they're only getting by on whatever. Hopefully, they're and this guy gets care to of. go out and, and this guy gets to like go out and play make believe with some fucking actors and they can't even go to work or go to the store or anything like that. Yeah, and, and, and some of these people like, this is what bothers me about this whole situation. Yeah. And this is what's bothered me a few other times. Like there's been commercials that have come out during this. Oh yeah. And you're just like, so how did you make that commercial? Well, hmm. well, yeah, the marketing uh, marketers are pure evil anyways, but oh, yeah. like just but, the way that how quickly right. we saw these commercials with uh, like they were on it. They were like, how are we going to make money off of this? 
Right, exactly. And it's just, it's, it's horror. Like, and one of them is Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Because well, that Facebook portal shit, you've seen, I know you've seen that commercial. By the way, uh, no, if anybody needs, that. oh, so there's a, Facebook offers this thing called Portal, and it's a fucking camera, and it, and it hooks, you can hook it to any, like, you can hook it to your phone, your laptop, your fucking whatever, and anyways, and you can, you on both ends, and you can talk, and I'm like, oh, we already have this, it's called FaceTime. Yeah. Oh. Like, if you have Apple, or, and even if you don't have Apple, there's a thing called Skype, yeah. there's a thing called Zoom. Zoom, you're a little late to the party, Facebook, because all these things are free, and they're not charging you for they a piece want, of equipment. They want that money. They're not charging you for a piece of equipment. And they, they have these all these ones about like uh, people and connecting to their families and stuff. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, this is a that? really shitty time to fucking put that shit out there. It, it, I just, I, I can't get behind this. I hate Michael Bay to begin with. Yeah, I don't And then that. like, this is just a bad, bad He looks move. like a Ken doll. You're, you're, yeah, you're, first of all, you're taking advantage of a pandemic. To, <laughs> first of all, you take it. I'm assuming we're going to see the same explosion scene we've seen in every fucking movie since, uh, uh he's, he's like the, tro- he's like the big budget version of trauma. Yeah. He uses the same destruction of Los Angeles that he's used since Independence Day on every fucking movie, well, yeah. man. Would you, like, he's like the Cecil B. DeMille of, like, modern. Pretty much. Like, but I'd rather watch spectacle. trauma films because yeah. I love trauma yeah, films. Yeah, trauma. God bless Trump. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great company. I love it. But anyways, with that being said, I, I just, I don't get this. This is like, it's a shitty time. First of all, you, you pick a shitty subject, which we all knew was coming. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. We, we, we talked about this on the show. We, we knew this was we coming. We talked about it a few weeks ago when yeah. it first started. Yeah, we knew this was coming. But so, so, so you pick the shitty subject that everybody's going to go to because it's, you know, so, you know, that's a Michael Bay thing. Go, go with the obvious, obviously, yeah. Captain Obvious. And then the second one is you decide to do it during the pandemic when everybody's on fucking lockdown in that state. Yeah. Like, that's state was one of the states is still not opening up like like los angeles He's county the last i heard los angeles county is talking some ridiculous shit like they're like they're staying locked down until like july yeah like that was something that's come out recently because I, I listen to a lot of joe rogan podcast yeah. and uh joe rogan of course is talking exactly. about that. of course how about his big news exclusive to spotify Oh, no, As of the end of this year, he's getting that. paid millions of dollars to be exclusive to Spotify. Just oh, throwing sure. that out there. You, but Whoa. you know what else you can hear on Spotify? You, we might have some listeners listening right now on Spotify because we're also on Spotify. Yeah, we're just not getting paid millions of dollars to be on Spotify. <laughs> Boom. <Yeah. laughs> but I'm we're just not. saying, like, uh, what, 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 a, what? A, I'm just saying, it's just a cunty situation. I'm going to get off of it because I'm going to go down a, a really bad wormhole. Yeah. Because I'm just going to get pissed off about the situation, how privileged this individual is, and how they're just like the people in, in power just let that happen. Yeah. So same shit that happened in the state of florida uh with the whole uh wrestling and uh, ufc shit you know what i mean uh and i mean i don't get me wrong i'm a wrestling fan i support wrestling and, and you know, we have a wrestling podcast here at 8122 productions and i'm, I'm a part of it and you know I, I i'm appreciative that there's stuff on television but like if you're gonna just make a law for that you gotta make laws for other things too it's yep. just stupid it's stupid I didn't yep. agree with it then. I still support the product, but I didn't agree with it. But, you know, that's not my choice. I'm not the politician. In this case, I'm not. I, I just don't support Michael Bay. Yeah. The main main takeaway, Michael Bay's a douchebag, and he looks like an aged Ken doll. Thank you for uh, putting a punctuation on that. Yeah. Anything else, Mike? Yeah. Before I go we all twitchy-eyed. We got some news. So just a couple last things about uh, TV series. Uh, so first of all, uh, this was just announced uh, today, today being Saturday, uh, May 23rd, when we're recording this. Uh, the FX series, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, has been renewed for a third season yes, after viewership show. increase for season two. Oh, yeah. uh, I still need to catch the movie. I still need to catch the series. The I know series that I'm probably missing amazing. out big time. The, the, movie's so, the movie's great. The series yeah. is 
way better than I would have expected oh, yeah. it to be. It's a lot of fun. Matt Berry is one of my favorite people. I just want to say, when we talk about comedy and, and horror being close together, this is a perfect example. Yeah. And they've they've like they added so many cool new elements from what the movie was. Like they have an energy vampire. And it's this guy that just basically works it in these office settings, like where uh, people are working at their cubicles, and he just small talks them and drains their energy off of them. And that's hysterical. That's a fun new element. Then they, of course, bring in the werewolves, and now there's like witches and wizards. And oh, there's all sorts it, of great it, stuff. And the the stuff with Guillermo, the the familiar, yep, <laughs> um, with Nando is great. And now that Guillermo's like a vampire hunter is well at least he's got that blood in him you know like he comes from vampire hunters he comes from a line of vampire hunters and meanwhile he's he wants to be a good familiar yeah, and he's, he's like got this interesting conflict it's a great show i'm so happy that one of his best friends is a vampire yeah and he's a vampire hunter <laughs> yeah it's it's it's, it's fun it's, it's a cool. lot of fun i, I love the show no she's really great she's she's hysterical her and yeah her and uh laszlo are fucking hysterical I it's it's a great show and it, like i said this is why comedy and, and horror go hand in hand yeah like, that's 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 something and that it's happens. got its gory nasty oh yeah creepy moments don't get don't get don't get shocked don't get fooled by like the fun demeanor of the show because a yeah. lot of it's a lot of fun but they, they still have the dark horror element to it too and yeah. it comes out of nowhere it really does surprise that's what surprises you yeah when something hits the fan you're like oh wait whoa oh yeah we are dealing that. we are dealing with these evil creatures mm-hmm. and uh you know it's made it's produced by Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement, the creators of the you, movie. That should tell you all yeah. you need to know. And they direct episodes. They write certain episodes. You know, they're they're very involved in it, and you can tell. Yeah, definitely check it out. And Mike, you should check it out. You'll enjoy it. I'm planning on it. I'm definitely planning on it. Uh, now, the last uh, piece of news I have this week, um, this is one uh, from the bottom of my heart. Um, I, I just have to express my my sympathy and just i'm devastated by the news i I hate to be the one that has to bring this this sad sad news uh to our show we we try to keep things upbeat we try to keep things you know fun but every now and then you know somebody might pass away and um you know we we have to you know be the bearers of the bad news um well today is that is that uh day that i have to do that um you may remember back um you know, over the last year, the CW was planning on uh, doing a, a Lost Boys TV series, and uh, they had canceled it and brought in a brand new cast, and they were going to redo the whole thing. Um, well, I'm sorry to say that uh, that's been scrapped now, too. Oh, uh, man. Furthermore, the CW loss. has instead decided to go with a reboot of Kung Fu. <laughs> Good choice. Oh, I have so many jokes that I think Mike C would it's be so. It's a good change. I, I think Mike Mike it's C would be change. Mike C might might be really upset about some of the things I want to say. So I will not say that I was, until the break. I was like, <laughs> I was oh, I had man. forgotten what he was going to talk about, and like I actually was like, wait, is this what what's going on? I'm I was sitting here like he's building up for something, but yeah. uh, uh, condolences to all the uh, friends, family, and and fans of the Lost Boys TV series. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Before you ever even started, I like dated birth and dated death or same day, same day. <laughs> dead on arrival. Yeah. Dead on arrival. Still born. Didn't even really get arrival. They got a pilot. Yeah, and that pilot even got they scrapped. They got a pilot. The original pilot got yeah. scrapped. So I mean, uh, wow. The Tremors pilot. Devastating news. 
Devastating, devastating news. news. Uh, we do have some happy news, though, that I'm going to end with before I give the, the regular stuff. Uh, I just saw it hit today. Uh, they have confirmed there is a new, uh, I do believe it's a board game, uh, for The Shining. Shining Escape from the Overlook Hotel game. It is a oh no, it's an escape room game. It is an, an escape, escape room game. It's, it's a weird. Be, it's a yeah. weird. It's a weird combination though. Like it's, a, it's you can like set it, up your own escape. Yeah, room? well, no, no, you don't set up your own escape room. Basically, what you do is you go through this different thing. It's a. Uh, it says here, let me read what it says because it is check into the immersive real time activity for adrenaline junkies and mystery solvers alike and experience what it, it's like to flee for your life. The shining escape from the Overlook Hotel puts one more players or one or more players, sorry, in the roles of the unhinged writer's wife and son, Wendy and Danny, who must work together and find a way out of the mysterious resort. Driven by the coded chronicles mechanic, which requires you to unlock clues and solve puzzles for unique storytelling codes. The game allows you to use psychic abilities like the shining to get through more than two challenging hours of escaping the threat of homicidal Jack and the paranormal hotel itself. Since every Coded Chronicles game is enriched with the thematic details and objectives, escaping captivity makes this addition's difficulty level as hard as dizzying dizzying head maze, hedge maze, minus the time limit. Uh, mm-hmm. It goes on to go say uh, about who created stuff. Shining uh, themed at home escape room. Yes, but it's yeah. not, but it's on a board. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You don't set up things around the house. You, you're you're you trying could. to get the. You could if you really want to go extra mile. <laughs> but what fun. you're doing is you're trying to get your your char- the characters out of the overlook. Yeah. and it's a different coded ways. It's it's kind of interesting. That'd be I'm interesting for a family to play and like have somebody the father. I wonder you know, if the uh, chase after his family and my only <laughs> my only concern about this game is after you do it once is, is there a way that it refreshes yeah. itself for you yeah. because i feel like if you play this game one time then it's over you're going to spend x amount of dollars on the game and then you get one play out of it and you're like eh, eh, i can see this going wrong it. and like you know if people really get into it and set up their own escape rooms and like well dad's really taking this seriously like he's really coming after us is he? he's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like nick cage and mom and dad yeah <laughs> Hey, just uh, come out of your room movie. because I just I just want to kill you. I fucking love that's that a great movie. movie. By the way, if you haven't seen Mom and Dad, you should check out Mom and Dad. It's isn't, a really good. Isn't movie. that on Shutter? I do believe so. Selma Hayek and uh, no Selma Blair. And, Selma Blair. Sorry, yeah. Why did I say Hayek? Selma Blair and both. Uh, both are great. Yes, they are both great. Gorgeous and, uh, ladies. Yes, very, very gorgeous ladies. And uh, we'll never forget Selma Blair from her uh, role in uh, Cruel Intentions. Oh yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. If you're our age, you won't. Well, Hellboy. Uh, well, yes, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cruel Intentions has the particular scene oh, yes. with one Sarah Michelle Geller that we all remember. Mike remembers it very vividly as he. That's what he studies. That's yeah. his passion in life. What do you think I'm watching right now? I'm. I'm surprised you're not watching <laughs> Halloween 2018 for the 50th time since you. We know. You claim you claim to hate it, but you watch it every week. He's got multiple screens going. Cur- currently in the the office, me and me and me and the professor in the in the makeshift studio, Studio C. By the way, we'll be back in. Uh, the, uh, the Dragon Master Game Studio, the eight one two two actual eight one two two production studio proper. We should be back in that very fairly shortly. Yeah, fairly shortly. Uh, things are opening back up in this area, so we get to get back in the studio because we don't are not a gathering of more than ten people yeah. at any given time. And, and the store is nice and clean. And they can't have people. They still phase can't two. Have phase two. Yeah, phase two will be able to be openly in the studio, which will be nice to be out of studio. See, that the studio see is back. Phase shifting. But it's 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 different beast. Uh, with that though, I, I do have to to say that we uh, if you want to talk about anything we talked about in the show or anything else. Or, oh, sorry, I was going to say what we were watching in the studio, and I stepped over my own joke because we were actually watching Freddy's Dead. <laughs> oh. I just had to get it in. 
Uh, oh, I, I, trust me. I would have rather I would have rather watched Freddy's Dead this week. Than, you kind of uh, you kind of biffed on that. I know one. I did biff on it because I, I I forgot what I was going to say. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I had to go to work today, gentlemen. I was up this morning at 4:45. Uh, it's, it's it's a horrible situation. Anyways, with that being said, though, if you would like to comment anything we talk about or anything at all, or ask uh, throw a movie out there for us to review, because obviously we're coming to the end of of uh, five weeks of cycle. We only got one week left after this. That one's a doozy. And then we could just <laughs> go back to the first one again and do this again. <laughs> no, we're gonna, we're gonna do something different for you. Maybe we'll do some one hitters and then maybe another yeah, franchise. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, if you want to throw some out there or anything else, or just to say hi, because trust me, uh, we we need that uplifting. And Mike C always needs it because he's on the road. Well, not really the road. He's, he's in the tunnels. The, he's, he's under the road. He's digging tunnels tunnel. all over the world. He he needs to hear some inspiration. Go ahead and do that on Facebook Horror Zone six oh seven. Like and share that page. Go ahead and do that on Twitter and Instagram at Horror Zone six oh seven and follow us there. And of course, for all of those, use that hashtag HZ six. 07 when talking about the show you can visit 8122productions.com get all your news uh, look at our archive check out three fat nerds check out the wrestling show all that we have to offer check out our friends of the show like the ultra duro parley hour all the musical guests and our sponsors all that great stuff is right there and pretty soon there's going to be added stuff uh we uh, talked about twitch we do have a twitch channel uh mm. you're probably going to hear this late but if you want to hear it after the fact live we're going to do our first little live twitch thing for 607 podcast myself and ken m will be live uh streaming during aew's double or nothing uh it'll be up on twitch for 14 days after because uh, i'm gonna leave it out there but uh yeah it's gonna be live reaction if you want to see our live reactions to it then you can go ahead it's probably this show is gonna come out after it was live so you yeah, know. yeah but it's uh twitch.tv slash 607 podcast we'll have the link of uh, all the all the stuff later on because we're gonna do some stuff for horizon with that when we can all get together again yeah uh and then uh last but certainly not least if you would like to support the show monetarily help us pay the bills here at 8122 productions to keep bringing you all these great podcasts and stuff and get a ton of extra great bonus content you can do that on patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as one dollar a month you can support the show and get like i said there's a ton there's the two we have the two exclusive shows which is love is scary with dr Derek and eventually spooky mike when he comes back to uh the, when he gets he's allowed out of the bunker and then uh last but certainly not least you have uh i love movies with ron which is a lot of people's fun he talks about movies that are crappy he talks about movies that are crappy that he loves movies that are great that he hates he talks about whatever he wants it's good stuff and uh, of course you get all the bonus content from the wrestling show and the three fighters podcast and you get all of our shows including horizon 607 early we are thinking about doing an element like we do on the other shows here for horizon 607 just so you guys know so it'd be kind of extended so you could hear me and the professor basically talk about the dceu and you know, like yeah, that. You know. <laughs> or whatever else we decide because we we have interesting conversations i could, I could go on for hours about the uh, gonna, well we, we we have to cut that down even on patreon <laughs> you know try to keep it to it you know people want to listen but they don't want to listen i'm gonna write much. a paper yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you can put it up on 8122productions.com. Yeah, there sure you does, go. Sure Anyways, sure. uh, with that being said, though, that's patreon.com slash 8122productions. We are going to take our break. When we come back, guess what time it is? It's time for the Horror Zone 607 review segment. It is week four of five weeks of Psycho. That means it's Psycho 4, and you won't want to miss this doozy. No. We'll be right back. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. 
We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back to The Zone, and now it is time for the Horror Zone 607 review segment. And as you know, we've been doing five weeks of Psycho. In the past three weeks, we've covered Psycho, the original Psycho, Psycho 2, and Psycho 3. So today, it is only right that we keep it in order for the fourth week. Psycho 4, the beginning. The, col- o- the only one with a subtitle. Psycho 4, colon, the beginning. Yeah. And you're right, it's the only one with a subtitle. Uh, so, uh, And it's also the only one that was not made for theaters it's it's a VOD movie, technically. Yeah. Some people would say made for TV. I don't say made for TV because it was made for Showtime. Yeah. And at the time, Showtime was a paid channel. So I, f- I feel like this it's is a, this yeah. is the OG VOD movie, in my opinion. It could, could very well be. This it wasn't even direct to video. This was direct to Showtime. And then it came on video Jeez, as well. Jeez, yeah. Uh, wow. So let's go over the... Uh, the, 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 the There is no... Specs. Uh, let's go over the specs, <laughs> but there is no budget. They don't list a budget. They don't list... Uh, obviously, they don't there's... don't list a budget. Well, there's also no box free. office. Well, think about uh, it. There's no box yeah, office because it, it never was in a the theater. So uh, it, it was distributed by Universal Television, NBC Universal Television Distribution. Good God. Uh, it was originally on the uh, Showtime Network. Uh, the original release date was... November 10th of 1990 it is uh, to be noted that the audio format was stereo <laughs> and the picture format was color oh. deluxe wow. I, I shit you not this is in here Technicolor. Uh, it has the runtime of 96 minutes this this movie was uh, it's 96 minutes I'll never get back either uh, it was written by Joseph Stefano directed by Mick Garris and uh, we were just going over this if you don't it, when we go through this review it was no surprise when I looked at Mick Garris's uh, filmography uh, Mick Garris uh, directed uh, Critters 2. Uh, the what was it? The, the hold on, I gotta give you this. The there's a colon. New, the, the the main course. The Critters main 2, course. the main course. I sorry, there's a colon. Uh, he was also the director of the legendary adaptation of a Stephen King novel, Sleepwalkers. Oof. Remember the cat people? Yeah, but they were actually rats or whatever. They were the f- immortal. They were weird. Yeah. Uh, the, the also They're incest, cat vampire, incest, sex. incestual, yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he, a lot of his stuff was uh, made for TV. Yeah, uh, i.e., uh, and he did a lot of uh, making ofs. We were talking about this. He's like making a monster movie inside the Howling, the making of a Chilling Tale, which is weird because he was also in the Howling. Yeah, uh, the making of the Thing, uh, the making of the Goonies. Uh, he, he also directed some episodes of Amazing Stories. Yeah. He directed some episodes of Freddy's Nightmares, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, uh, show. Of course, Psycho Four came out after that. Uh, he she wrote. He, she she Wolf uh, of London. Ooh. Uh, he also did The Stand, the, yeah. the made-for-TV movie The Stand, which uh, probably good. He did some episodes of Tales from the Crypt. He also directed New York Undercover, which I was a big fan of. So I was like, okay, he gets a win there. But then in 1997, he mm. did the made-for-television version of The Shining. Oof. Not the Kubrick one. No, the shitty one with the guy from Wings. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, no, no wonder that I was at, uh, this is, this movie's amongst other people. This movie is starring, I'm not going to list the entire cast, but the stars of this movie, of course, are Anthony Perkins, Henry Thomas, Olivia Hussey, which she's making her way back for uh, Mike's viewing pleasure and, uh, CCH Pounder. That's a great name. It's like the greatest name ever, by the way. I don't even call me Mr. Pounder. All right. So now I'm going to give you the plot line. I'm actually going to read this right from Wikipedia again because I feel like this is a, a better synopsis. Because if I went over the synopsis of this film, like like through the film, like we tried to. Well, should we, we do, riff it? Should we riff it? If I riff it, I'm just going to give away how shitty it is. Well, like, honestly, know. I'm just going to tear the movie apart. It's going to take 10 years, and I don't feel like taking I feel 10 like, years. I feel like you could summarize this movie in a sentence. 
It's bad. Don't watch it. Well, like that's giving away my review. Flash, flash back to the origin of Norman Bates. Basically, well, yeah, basically Norman's narrative is uh, so. First of all, it, 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 I was right last week when I was remembering this movie. He is on a radio talk show. is hosted by yep. Fran Ambrose discussing the topic of uh, matricide uh, with her guest, Doctor Richmond Norman's former psychologist. Norman calls the show using the alias Ed to tell his story. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he uses the alias Ed even it's like not even whatever so anyways uh, Ed well, who is this to- uh, by the Ed? way by the way before this we find out once again rehabilitated Norman Bates now again, how many people yeah. has he killed and he's rehabilitated this is the third time he's been rehabilitated is now married to a psychiatrist named Connie as they expect and is expecting a child Norman secretly fears that the child will inherit his mental illness so there's the backstory yeah. uh, Norman's narrative is uh, seen as a series of flashbacks of the 1940s and 1950s some slightly out of order when Norman is six years old his father dies leaving him, leaving him to care of his mother Norma over the years Norma who is implied to suffer from schizophrenia and borderline personality disorder dominates her son teaching him that sex is sinful dressing him in girls clothes and mm. lipstick as a punishment for getting an erection during potentially incestuous foreplay that Norma initiated in the first place Yikes. she also takes her frustration out at Norman when business at the hotel fails due to the new interstate routing potential customers away from their location the two live in a contented uh, isolation at the large house as if there is no one else in the world until 1949 she becomes engaged to a brutish man named chet rudolph driven over the edge with jealousy and chet's abuse which norma encourages norman kills both of them by serving them poisoned iced tea he then steals and preserves his mother's corpse he develops a split personality in which he becomes his mother to suppress the guilt of murdering her whenever this personality takes over it drives him to dress in his mother's clothes put on a wig and talk to himself in her voice as mother he uh, he murders two local women who try to seduce him during their stay at the newly open motel. In present day, Dr. Richmond realizes Ed is Norman and tries to convince Ambrose to trace the calls. Richmond's worries are dismissed. Norman fears he will go insane and kill again. He tells Fran that Connie got pregnant against his wishes and that he does not want to create another monster. He then tells Fran he realizes that his mother is dead, but he fears that his mother may repossess him and kill Connie with my own hands, just like the first time. Norman takes his wife to his mother's house and does attempt to kill her, but Connie reminds Norman that it was his own choice to go insane and do the things he did, also expressing that she never murdered anyone, and reassures Norman that their child will not be a monster with their gui- with her guidance. He uh, realizes the truth is uh, having freedom of choice, and he drops his knife. Connie forgives him finally. Norman impulsively sets fire to the house where all his unhappiness began. As he tries to escape the flames, he hallucinates that he sees his victims, his mother and eventually himself preserving her corpse. Norman barely flees the burning house alive he and connie leave the next day norman happily proclaims i'm free indicating that his mother will never again haunt the, his mind and drive him insane then the wooden doors of the house cellar close on the rocking chair that continues to rock at which point mother screams even breaking down crying for norman to release her before the screen cuts to black and the sound of a baby crying is heard mm. heavy so uh professor i'm not even gonna i i've said enough uh, <laughs> uh, that's a, you that's had the perfect analogy for this movie, so jump right in. Uh, yeah, it's basically uh, a worse version of the Bates Motel show. Like they, it, it, uh, the, they. I mean, the I haven't watched Bates Motel. I've heard it's great, um, but you know, they they clearly did an origin story for Norman Bates, and uh, it's not at all. It, it's sleazy. It's gross. It's weird. It's Made for TV, clearly. It's well, it's uh, made for Showtime. Made for they, Showtime. They were trying to compete with Skidamax, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mike Mike had a great takeaway about that, right, Mike? Oh yeah. What's your takeaways from this movie? 
Uh, so <laughs> out with it. Here's the thing. You guys are going to be surprised by, by my answer here. So the first thing is, is I, I actually, um, I sent you guys, uh, uh, in our group chat that we have uh, a screenshot of my television from, I think it was, you know, yesterday or the day before oh, yeah, uh, yeah. cycle three was on again. And, you know, I, I kind of, I was working. Um, I just kind of had it on in the background, but you know, I, I kind of thought about it and I gave, I gave cycle three a three out of 10 for my score last week. And I'm actually going to bump it up to a four out of 10. Uh, I think I was a little bit more harsh than I needed to be with it. I still think it's sleazy. I still don't like it, but uh, I am going to bump that up. So that being said, um, I've, this is only the, I think the third time that I've watched psycho four in full from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'm going to say is, you know, I, I said with psycho three, it was unnecessary and it never should have been made. They were just capitalizing on the name and clearly, you know, I think that that's probably what they were trying to do with this, but at the same time, there was no real budget. It was, you know, it wasn't in theaters. So, yeah. um, this was something that Showtime was trying to do. Um, Universal Studios in Florida, the, the other three movies and the remake um, were all filmed at the Universal Studios backlot in Hollywood, California. All in the same. Well, they, the first three movies, although they looked like they were filmed in the same spot, they were different places on the backlot, which I'm, I don't know what it is about movie filming locations that fascinates me so much, but that one, for whatever reason, it really fascinates me because they actually did film it in the same place, but they moved it around and rebuilt it a couple of times. Yeah. For Psycho 4, they actually built um, a replica in Universal Studios, Florida. And that's in where they shot this? <laughs> and that's where they shot this. I, I believe it was just opening at the time, and they wanted to oh, you know, man. make some sort of a big Hollywood production there because it was a new, you know, it, it was something new. Yeah. Um, so... You know, that being said, I think they did a great job with the way that it looked. Um, you know, it, it, for all I would have known, you know, if I hadn't read up on it, I would have thought that they filmed all four movies in the exact same location. You know, so I think that they made it look the part. Yeah. Um, you know, Anthony Perkins, uh, during the production of this, uh, was diagnosed with HIV. Oof. Um, he actually died a couple of years later. By 1992, I believe, he had already passed away from AIDS. Um, so, you know, his, his role was very much scaled down in this. And, um, you know, they obviously, like you said, it, it was, it was something that it was Bates motel before Bates motel existed. Um, you know, it, it was unnecessary for them to do another psycho movie, but at least they took this one in a new direction. So I give them credit for actually going back to what we hadn't really seen. We just kind of heard about, and that's Norman Bates's childhood mm-hmm. and kind of what makes him tick and what made him the way that he was and do the things that he did. You get to see mother, you get to see what she did. And I think that Olivia Hussey is a great actress. She hasn't done a ton of things that I have seen, but the things that she's been in, I think that she's always pretty good. And I thought that she did a good job as Norma Bates. Yeah. Um, and I think that Henry Thomas did a very good job playing a young Norman Bates. You know, he played the role, Yeah. you know, not much different than, than Anthony Perkins did in the original psycho. He was, a little bit younger version of him wasn't as good, but I thought that he did a, a pretty good job with it. Yeah. Um, CCH Pounder is actually somebody that you know. She's another one. She'll pop up from time to time, and I think that she's a she's a good actress. Um, the the one thing I didn't like with this uh, that I think where I think they should have gone a different direction with it is the radio talk show. I, I thought was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, I think that it probably would have made more sense if Norman was you know if the story was more that Norman was telling this. Well, he was in an asylum. Just my opinion. Instead of being um, released I, again. 
instead of being re-released again, because that just makes no sense that, you know, because although the Wikipedia talks about how they ignored everything that happened in two and three, but Norman talks about how three years or four years earlier was his last murder. Yeah. That would have been 1986, and that's when Cycle 3 takes place. So they did not renege everything with parts two and three. They just didn't get into the Mrs. Spool storyline. Yeah. Otherwise, he was still committing murders, and he was already released. So here he is. He's, he's committed a series of murders in two different kind, you know, two different time frames in his life, once <laughs> in 1960 and once in 1986, and he's out a, a second time. They, so, you know, that part, it makes no sense and it's stupid. It would have made more sense if he was kind of telling this story while he was in an asylum instead of some nice house in suburbia. Um, but overall, I, I think that the set pieces were there. The, the, actually, the, um, the writer of this movie um, was the same writer as the original movie. It was Joseph Stefano. He wrote the screenplay for both the original Psycho and the film. Now, he didn't write the original book, but he wrote the screenplay for both films. Um, so, you know, you had, you had somebody from the original crew that was involved in the writing of this thing. Um, the theme music, uh, Bernard Herman, um, you know, they, they took uh, his original music, which I never realized this either. Uh, Bernard Herman did a lot of uh, composing, a lot of, lot of uh, iconic uh, composing in his time. Oh, yeah. And not only did He's he big... compose the music for Psycho, but he actually did the Twilight Zone theme, too, among other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. So, um, so, you know, you had a lot of the stuff from the original movie, and I thought it kind of went back to its roots, and I thought that it was actually a pretty good movie, other than the fact that you had the stupidity of the talk show, and you had the stupidity of him out in public being re-released, but it had a good cast. It had, you know, a good, you know, the, the stuff that makes Norman tick that we had never really seen before. So at least they went in an original direction, which... You know, two went in an original direction of its own. You yeah, know, two was... you know, I know that we all agreed that it's a great movie, but you know, two and three are kind of, you know, you know, they go hand in hand, I guess. But this at least went down an original road with it, and so a good cast. Uh, I I thought a pretty decent backstory, you know, a telling of his backstory. I like this movie for the most part. I, I think that it's leaps and bounds better than part three, to be honest. So you know, I know that's going to surprise some people, but. I actually, I kind of dig this movie, and I thought that the, wow. the second time I watched it, I thought the same thing. That was years ago. It's but, too bad you um, are not in studio to see the professor's face. I'm, <laughs> my jaw dropped. I'm, my jaw's dropped. Well, I think I think my, we I'm finally surprised too. I think we might have finally figured it out. He's only a hater of good movies. <laughs> 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 we finally figured out. We finally figured out what Mike C hates. Uh, so I, I mean, I after know, that, I eloquent- just think that there's some good stuff here. After like that- I just uh, like we. I don't think you really need to know Norman. I mean, you get you get enough from the uh the the psychologist at the end of the first movie about what happened when he was a kid. True. And you know what? I'm the first person that will always say when it comes to a good horror movie, the more backstory, especially if it's a slasher movie, the more backstory, the less scary it is. Yeah. So, you know what? The, the fact of the matter is they made the movie. They made sequels to the movie. I agree. It's, it was unnecessary. They yeah. probably shouldn't have even made the second one, although I love it. The second you know, one works, one of, the, one of the best sequels ever made. But, you know, it's, they were all unnecessary. The so. original movie was perfect. Yeah, Why did 25 years later they needed to come back and start making these movies again, 30 years later, you know? But I, I, they I, did make it. and it. Yeah, 
right. I still need to check out the Bates Motel show because, like, a few friends of mine have said it's really good. I, I've, I've seen it. And, and I, I, Vera Formiga is really good Norma, in it. Yeah, she's, I've heard. By the way, the show is very good. And yeah. that's, that show tells this story, but way better. I mean, I guess yeah. you get more time because it's a TV show. Yeah. But it's also, it tells the story way better. It's That's all it is. It's the backstory. It's when Norman's young, like, real young, into, you know, yeah. Kim in his teenage years, uncomfortable, blah, 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 into what it becomes. Um, but you know, I think we've, we've spoken enough on the movie uh, before we give our scores and we'll leave Mike to last because obviously he's going to blow everybody's mind. But, uh, <laughs> uh, before we do that, I, I think Mike's not the only one is alone because there's two of these scores are, are really kind of indicative of what Mike said. Uh, five and a half out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. It is, uh, at 82% from Google users. Oh, wow. I did give it the thumbs down. It didn't change. No. And, uh, it is uh 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with this movie. Audience uh, love it. Honestly, honestly, well, 33% is not audiences loving shit. And honestly, Wait, the Google users, right? the Google's users. Yeah, I know. Well, here's my problem. This movie was, was super unnecessary. Uh, it was about a lot of story that I didn't care about. It was yeah. one of the sleaziest things I ever watched. Borderlining on a softcore porn on yeah, on there's Skinamax. some weird, there's some weird shit going uh, on, in this. and it's 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 very. I, I just didn't like it. It didn't hold my attention. It wasn't there for me. It's misogynist. Like there's it's some a very mis- misogynistic like, movie. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, obviously, we're looking at this in 2020 eyes, but I remember not liking it when I was younger. I still don't like this movie. When, when I, I first I wasted saw it. 96 minutes of my time. Yeah. When I first saw it as a younger person, I don't remember exactly when, but I remember feeling like this is weird like i feel uncomfortable like with some of the like the nudity and the way the it's it's just weird but for my score because of the set pieces i will give mike that it is nice that it looked kind of the same even though they changed sets it still did look the same you had the feel for that i gave it points so for that i give it two out of ten Oh, it literally wow. is a two out of ten. It is joining a collection of movies that shall never be seen again. Yeah, uh, and uh, so it's just joining some rarefied air. We probably talk about it on the show eventually, but it's, it's rarefied air. Yeah, because uh, I'd like to give things a chance, and this is it's it's bad, bad, mm. just bad. It's pretty it's pretty rough, and I, I'm so you're up, professor. <laughs> I'm not gonna go as low. Um, usually, like I I'm pretty forgiving. Like if someone makes a movie, there's a lot of work that goes into it, so I at least kind of give half credit to some extent for like you made a movie it, it tells a story has a beginning middle end there are actors in it who are playing a part that are doing well like you do have olivia hussey and little elliot from et doing a doing a grown-up role and a more grown-up role more you know clearly not et but um it was interesting to see him, you know, and uh, he's gone on to do some. He's he's the isn't he in uh, the Haunting of Hill Hill House and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, he's clearly got horror on his mind, um, and you know, Anthony Perkins. It's good to see him again, but yeah, I'm gonna like it. Just something about this feels dirty. You feel I felt dirty watching it. It's misogynistic. It's gratuitous with the nudity um and like the the whole setup of it is kind of lame um i i'm more interested in seeing bates motel um tell the same story but better you know um so i give this a five five out of ten fifty percent all right mike you're up so it's an f for me it's still an Um, f so you know i think i i said you know pretty much everything i need to say about how i feel about it um so 
you know, by, by no means am I saying that I think that this movie is a 10 out of 10, um, you know, nothing like that. Uh, I just, I, I didn't find it as unenjoyable, if that's a word. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word. Uh, Professor, you would Un- know better. Unenjoyable is my, a word, my... yes. Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't find it unenjoyable. I actually, I was kind of, I actually just watched it this morning before we recorded because I forgot to watch it during the week. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, so fresh, it, it's kind of fresh, fresh in my mind talking about it. But um, I kind of was like, I didn't want to do it. I, I didn't want to watch it. And once I got going with it, I was like, oh, okay. Now I remember why I actually enjoyed this movie. So, so I, you know, I don't know. I, there was things that I did like about it. Again, I still find it to be completely, you know, it, it didn't need to be made. It, it was something that they never should have made any sequels to it, despite how good 2 is. It just, it, it, it didn't need to be done. Um, but for what it was, I, I didn't think it was nearly as bad as most people do, especially Rich. Uh, yeah. You know, I just, I, I disagree in that, in that aspect of it. So um, I give it, you know, again, I bumped up my score from part three, from a three to a four. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a five out of 10. All right, wow. Mike and I have a, the same score on something. Yeah, except our scores mean different things. So Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I just Yours thought this like movie an F, was F minus 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 minus, you know. And also <laughs> middle also of the road. his 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 five is pretty much as low as he goes. <laughs> he just said yeah, that in his exactly. thing. So like his his scale no is literally his his scale is literally a one through five instead Yeah, mine of a is one a one through five. So like if you were going one through five, but this it's is a this competently is a, made movie. This is a this is a one on his list because he gave it an F. It's a competently made movie though. Like well, that's fine. it's I just mean, not a very good one. It's I, I would argue how competently made it was. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. I, I just want to point it out it's just it was a very sleazy film yeah like it, it felt at times like you were watching almost like some kind of like weird cinemax yeah, cinemax like snuff film kind of combination yeah it was strange i thought that the i think that three is sleazier i don't know just i don't about know man i mean three is ba- like listen three is bad i gave three yeah. a bad score three is bad and i will never watch that again either but it's it's, it's not as bad as this and i, I think because there was a little at the end of the day, three still had the slasher element to it that brings it back a little bit. This is just like, it's just strange. Like, but not strange in a good way. I like strange movies. I'm aware, I, as we all know, I like unique movies. Yeah. This was just like, this is out of there. This is like me trying to watch Antrim the other night. I tried to watch that fucking movie <laughs> and I went, no, uh, I, we didn't really talk oh. about it last time when I, <laughs> yeah. when, I mess- when I messaged you guys. I tried to watch that movie. I got, what, 10 minutes in and I yeah. was like, yeah, I can't do Re- this. Re-approached it again. No, I did not. There was no, there, it, the movie was throwing me off because the, the way it was shot threw me off so bad. Yeah, it's bad. Throw, so, you know, like you can't have something take place allegedly filmed in 1970 and some of the film looks degraded and some of it looks like crystal clear HD. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it's, I, I don't know. So that's what, I think that's what the, threw me off about this movie and I'm just like oh you know i also had a long week at work maybe if i watched it again it would get a three but i, I won't watch it again because the three isn't worth it like yeah. i will give him credit it was shot well it was in focus <laughs> like the movie was in focus the, ca- the camera operators were able to point the camera and, you know, it was focused I, I, like i said i gave it the, the reason it got points the reason it's a two instead of actually far lower is be like taking anything from it was because i thought the acting was 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 good and it had nothing yeah. against the actors i thought that the uh I, I also thought that the set pieces i also was a mic it was kind of cool that they made it look like the other you know the other movies yeah and if in particular the original if you've been to universal studios florida you've seen yes you've ba- seen the yeah. house yeah, yeah so like the fact that it actually looks I'm impressed by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I like so those things I gave the points to, but like cuz I can't blame the storytelling on 
on the 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 actors. It's not their yeah, fault. Yeah. I can't, you know. So that's why I said the acting was fine and that was fine. That's why it gets points. But I thought the storytelling was weak. I really didn't. I, I it's it's like one of those things like we don't need this. Yeah. And then once again, I'm also looking at it with 2020 eyes, going, I, we have Bates Motel, which is the better version of this, like the mm-hmm. way better version of yeah. this. And like I said, I get one's a show and one's not, but the other one's not as sleazy and you still get all the feels. You know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? And this is just kind of like, I feel like in 1990 Showtime, which was still kind of a young upstart in comparison to things like HBO and Cinemax. Uh, I think that they were trying to get that Cinemax money, yo, because Cinemax was always known as the sleazier of the, of the bunch. Oh, yeah. You know, i.e. we right. call it Skinamax. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that was where softcore porn lied in the middle of the night if you were a young man. Yep. It, was, it was very nice. Very, very nice. Those were the days, Those boys. were the days, man. Those Emmanuel movies came in handy, okay? <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> no pun intended. But, uh, no, seriously, though, this is this felt like that, man. Like, And I understand that it, I'm I'm... Somebody would say, listen, you like Maniac, and Maniac gets a little sleazy. Yeah, but Maniac's not this sleazy. Yeah, it feels like some something like a like a porn director would make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is like a John Peters film. Yeah. Not, I, no, not shitting on John Peters, but when I go into a John Peters film, I understand what I'm watching. Yeah. And this was like a, a, a bootleg version of a John Peters movie, so that, that had that going for it, too. Like it's, I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm not behind it. I'm glad Mike enjoyed it, because at least you didn't waste 96 minutes. Unfortunately, I did. Uh, so, right. Everybody has their own opinion, though. So I'm sure out there, all the listeners, some of them will agree with one of us because we all kind of seem to be in an interesting boat. I mean, me and Rafe really didn't like it. Who's Rafe? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you're, you're lucky we didn't call you by. You're lucky we didn't call you by your new name. Wait, what uh, but, was that? Yeah, yeah. but it was a little tinkle inappropriate. Fist? No, no, not Tinkle Fist. The other one, the, your whistle. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can't say that on air because we don't want to get in trouble. Anyways, with that being said, uh, if you guys at home uh, want to uh, chime in, and uh, if you've seen the movie, if you've seen it recently, if you want to watch it at now, or if you just you did before, knowing we were watching it, chime in with what you gave the movie, what your opinions are. Maybe I missed something. Uh, maybe you know, uh, you know, I'm always willing to to go to bat and see if I missed something, but I I just don't think I did. But mm-hmm. Mike liked it, so maybe you agree with him. Maybe you agree with me and think it's trash. Uh, no matter what. It is what it is. Uh, also, anything else you want to talk to us about? Any movie? Because uh, this week, we're, we're going to have to come up with a movie for this. Uh, well, no, we know the movie for next week. Last oh, week boy. is the finale. It's the creme de la creme of, yeah, of five weeks of Psycho. And that's right. The last movie in the uh, sequels was four. This is the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, then, unfortunately, in the year 1998, we got a remake. Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant decided to remake the original that movie does not star, of course, uh, uh, Anthony Perkins. Instead, it stars Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche, amongst other people. Uh, the cast Morgan's is actually, the, the cast is pretty good cast. It's a pretty Flea stacked cast. It? Yeah, Flea is awesome in it. It's a pretty stacked cast, if you think about it. But, Julianne Moore. Uh, yeah, Julianne Moore. Uh, we, will be, we will be watching next week the 1998 Psycho remake mm-hmm. uh, to finish out the five weeks of Psycho. Can't wait to talk about that one. And uh, last but sir, so if you guys want to talk about that or get ready, get ready to watch that. Then after that, of course, you can send us, like I was going to say, to our social medias, any movie you want, because we're going to do, I think, a couple one hitters before we do another franchise. Yeah. It's nice to do one hitter sometimes. And then, uh, you know, we'll see where we go from there. But you guys feel free. Throw a franchise you want us to do in the near future. Uh, throw a, uh, you know, a movie, anything. Just throw 
throw it out there. We want to hear from you. And I'll say hi to Mike because Mike can tell you probably daily where he's digging to. You can do all of that on Facebook, HorrorZone607. <laughs> like and share the page. You can do it on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. Remember, use that hashtag HZ607 for all of our social medias. Uh, go to 8122productions.com. Check out our archive. Check out some of the reviews that are on there. Check out the Three Fat Nerds page and the Wrestling Show page. Uh, check out the sponsors and friends of the show. Shout out to the ODPH. Uh, I'll be with Ken M tonight. Remember, we are launching a, a Twitch that uh, eventually will have some uh, Horror Zone stuff on there as well because it's under 607 Podcast, which is the little thing that we are, belong to. So it's twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast. Uh, if you want to see uh, the first thing we're streaming and it, don't get your uh, like hopes up that it's going to be very polished because this is really a test in getting it out there. Uh, so it's going to be very bare bones, but it's going to be uh, AEW, AEW Double or Nothing. We are watching it live, live reactions to that as it goes on. Uh, that is uh, obviously by the time the show airs that that pay-per-view is already taking place but you can still check out the stream so you can see what we saw with the live reaction or if you didn't want to pay for the pay-per-view check it out <laughs> either way because uh, we're not showing footage from the pay-per-view I just want to note, note that we no shots of the screen just commentary uh, and uh, last but certainly not least if you would like to help support the show for as little as $1 a month you can do that on patreon.com slash 8122productions uh, it's a good way to support the show and get a ton of extra bonus content all right, Mike, the business end is taken to, okay, taken care of, sorry, taken to. Taken to. Taken to. Taken to the limit. <laughs> limit. Taken to, starring Liam Neeson. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I would have rather watched Taken 3 than this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I would have rather watched Maggie Grace, John Wick. 40 years old, plays movie. a teenager. Yeah, of course. I'd have, I would have rather watched John Wick on loop than Psycho wow. 4. You don't like John Wick, huh? Uh, I'm not a fan. Oh, wow. I'm not a fan. Anyways, I know a lot of people are, but I'm, yeah, I'm really I'm... not a fan. Uh, I, I, I just don't get it, but that's just me. See, everybody, different different strokes for different folks. But anyways, that is the business Absolutely. end of the deal. Mike C., take the people home. All right, guys. Thanks for manning the studio while I'm still tunneling through the world. Uh, find out next week where I pop up. Take guesses like, like, the, like Rich just said. Uh, go on social media. Ask me where I'm at. Take guesses where I'm at. You never know where I'm going to pop up next. You will. Yeah, we should start. I should start doing that. That's that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I think I'm going to start doing that. The world is Mike Ciotoli. You know what? Great fucking minds think alike because I was singing that in my head at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So and maybe I'll end up in San Diego next week. I'm not far. I'm not far from there right now. I'm not far at all because I'm in Burbank right now. You know what San Diego? You know you know what San Diego stands for? Whale's vagina. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, some course. Anchorman uh, knowledge. I thought it meant St. Diego. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but thank you guys for, for taking care of the studio and for all your hard work with the show. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in week in and week out. Tune in next week to hear all the biggest news that we've got from the week ahead, as well as uh, you know everything that we have to say about the incredible, incredible remake of Psycho. I'm sure we're all going to have positive, positive things to say about it next week. I know I can't wait to tell my side of it. I, I hate so my uh, life. until then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until yeah, then, I hate time. my life. I <laughs> <laughs> should just wait till the end for that. There one. might be some. Uh, there's going to be some laughs. There's going to be some crying. There, there's going to be some good times over the, you know, when we when we do the show next week. So yeah. uh, tune in for that. But uh, until then, everybody stay safe and healthy. And this is Mike C saying, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>